Welcome to Kishwaukee Bible Church. So, um, as I studied for this, I wanted to think about Jesus' death because he tells us to remember his death and, and what it achieved and, and all these things. And as I got to about six or seven or eight different points, I, well, I got to narrow this down to like two or three. So um, God gave me some good ones to t- talk about this morning. Just remember, he does want us to remember he died for us, okay? And Paul does say that the Lord's Supper is the act of proclaiming his death. And here are some of the things that, um, that his death accomplished or uh, is a central part of. Jesus' death is central to, in regard to the gospel. It's the, his mission to sinners, his death is central to that. In regard to us personally, his death came at the perfect time as people being, needing to be redeemed of their sins. And it also, Jesus' death is key, is the key item in reconciliation, the only item to reconcile all things to God. Pardon my cold. First, let's look at the death of Jesus as the core of the gospel. Paul's journeys were all about carrying the gospel wherever the Spirit led him. And, and we've studied recently in 1 Corinthians 1, Paul wrote in verse 23, he said, but we preach Christ crucified. And he, he wrote this to proclaim Jesus' death as superior to any Greek wisdom or any miraculous signs that the Jewish people were looking for in those times. God's wisdom is so different and far superior to any worldly wisdom. And where sinners are concerned like me and you, I suppose, where sinners are concerned, the gospel is the pinnacle of God's wisdom, and Christ's death is the core of that gospel. At least two other times, Paul states the centrality of that death and the mission of the gospel. He continues in 1 Corinthians 2, he says, says, and when I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or earthly wisdom, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And then to the Galatian church, Paul says, Far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' death is the core of the gospel. Second, for us personally, the death of Jesus came at the perfect time for sinners like me and you. In Paul's epistle to the Romans, chapter 5, he writes, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified, thank you, Matthew, my brother's to the rest of you. Since we have therefore now been justified by his blood, how much more will we be saved by him from the wrath of God? For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
through whom we have now received reconciliation. That's mind-boggling. You've got to say, wow, the word, God, the word of God says that his son died while we were still sinners. Let's think about that. We did not have to get our lives right before we could come to him. We didn't have to clean up. No, it was in spite of our sinfulness. Indeed, it was because of our sinfulness Jesus died. His death, his very blood, spared us from the wrath of a just God. And we should not only remember this, but humbly praise God for his mercy. We should rejoice in our God through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have great reason to rejoice. And we're, at this time, we're going to distribute the elements. We're going to take part in communion, the Lord's Supper. Let's pray, and then I'll have a few words about that. Father, thank you so much for doing even these two amazing things through the death of your son. And now we just pray that we would personally and corporately meditate on the impact of your, the death of your son for now and for eternity. And I pray this in his name. If the men can come up, um, I just want to... Um, have a few words about communion. They'll pass the bread and the cup in a few moments. As this is happening, or do we have, is that what we do? Oh, thank you, sorry. <laughs> um, as this is happening, uh, we'll sing some worship songs. And, but before the elements are passed, here's a couple of reminders. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, having put your complete faith in him and his death on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, Please take the elements as they come your way. Consume them during the songs as the Spirit leads you. And please remember what we've discussed thus far about Jesus' death. If you have not yet placed your faith in Jesus and his death, please let the elements pass by. Do not partake in them today. Instead, please prayerfully contemplate what we've learned from the truth of God's word, what Jesus' physical death on the cross has done. Men. So we've looked at two of the many aspects of what Christ's death has done, continues to do, and is, is the centrality of. One other aspect of Jesus' death, which makes it worth remembering, is that his death on the cross reconciled all things to God, all things. Paul wrote to the Colossians in chapter 1, for in him, that is Jesus Christ, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the, his cross. Jesus' death has and is restoring everything in the way God intended it. Indeed, it is only Jesus Christ that could do so. Jesus' blood reconciles all things to God. So let's remember, as we remember his death, as Jesus asked us to do, let's remember that his death is at the very core of his mission on earth. His death is the core of the gospel. And Jesus, through Jesus' death, we were reconciled to God by his death at the perfect time 
and while we were still sinners. And Jesus' death did reconcile and continues to reconcile all things to God. All creation is being restored by his blood. So in conclusion, we can say, as the Savior says, do this in remembrance of me to us gathered in his name. And Paul reminds us that for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. But we would be good to remember that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus wants us to remember. Let's pray. Jesus, you are such a glorious Savior. And your blood continues to flow mercy upon sinners. And you ever intercede for us before the Father. And we thank you for that. We could never praise you or thank you enough, especially as, as fragile, finite human beings. We just pray, Lord God, that you would help us to remember your death, help us to remember the good news that it represents, and encourage us to share that good news with others, that not only that you have loved us, but that you died for us so that we could love you back. We pray all this in your precious name. for joining us. For more information about our church, please visit our church's website at kishbible.org. That's K-I-S-H-Bible dot O-R-G.